0: According to reports, South Africa is ranked as one of the world's 10 least attractive mining destinations. Now, the 2022 mining in Daba begins in Cape Town tomorrow and will run all the way till Thursday. This year's theme is Evolution of African Mining, Investing in the Energy Transition, ESG and the Economies. Various African heads of state, including President Cyril Ramaphosa and other mining professionals, will be gathering to exchange ideas. We're joined on the line by Dineo Peta, founder of Peta Attorneys. She's in Cape Town to give us a preview of this year's Indaba. Dineo, good morning. Good morning, Udo, and good morning to the listeners. Welcome to the show. Can we perhaps just start on a fairly personal note? You were involved in the industry as not only a, a South African woman, but also a black South African woman. How has this industry treated you?
1: It's been challenging. It's had its challenges in terms of being able to uh, receive work, particularly from uh, the corporates. Um, we've also had challenges in terms of how our tender criteria is set. Where it's one can deem it as um exclusionary in favor of you know what, what i could say um uh well-established entities so I think those are the the main uh challenges that I would say one would experience as a as a as a small entity within the industry
0: all right now I want to come back to those exclusionary practices you speak of in just a bit but let, let, let me just start off with what we had in the introduction there 84 countries with an abundance of mineral resources have been surveyed we sit as South Africa in our worst position on that list since 2009 we're in the bottom 10 in terms of being an attractive Mining dest- uh, destination and and Dinao, this despite the the positives around our commodities actually being a bright spark in our economy at the moment. Wh- why are we currently sitting so low down on that list? Two two issues that industry has
1: alluded to. The first one, and commonly faced by a lot of uh, uh, businesses and companies, is the issue of electricity supply and and, and load shedding. It does not make it um, favourable for uh, companies to. To, for investors, rather, to invest in uh, an industry where there isn't, where there's a shortage of electricity supply, and we know that load shedding has started since 2008, so this is something that has existed for for quite a while. Another issue um, that uh, industry has alluded to is the issue of regulatory uh, uncertainty. Um, you know, there there, there, there has been. Uh, certainty with recent judgments that have come across Mm. as to what extent, um, for instance, the mining charter is law or is policy, Mm. and um, the extent to which companies need to uh, comply with that. So I'd say those those are the, really the main a, a challenges. I'd say from from an international perspective, looking at in, investing in, in the South African mining industry.
0: Now, the, the, my producer passed me an uh, interesting article where where it it, it just talks about how Weber Wenzel has pulled their mining experts to deliver sound adv- what they consider sound advice to the president and the minister. Uh, one of those uh, touches on what you're talking about now. Uh, uh, the onus here on government to produce a regulatory system that encourages and incentivizes investments, investment prospecting activities in South Africa. What, what at the moment makes the system cumbersome?
1: It is the, the process of processing applications, the process of compliance reporting. So applications can sit uh, in the system for good three to five years Jeez. being processed. And um, we'll know, for instance, that a prospecting right where you're searching for minerals, that right is only for a duration of of, of five years. Mm -hmm. So there also then becomes that uncertainty to say, hey, I've submitted my application, I've submitted my renewal application, and yes, it's almost coming to an end, and yet I have no certainty as to what exactly has the right been granted or not. So Mm -hmm. those are the key issues, I would say um in, in from a, from a regulatory perspective
0: in in your experience what, what holds up this process i mean it's it's admin it's red tape it's paperwork it's it's people sitting and deciding
1: i think from from what i've seen Udo, um there's, there's, there are capacity constraints um, the capacity constraints in terms of these processing, the processing of these applications. And um, as well, I think we also need to have um, the, the right people in, 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 in the right roles. Um, and I could also allude a little bit to issues of, 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 of uh, double granting, mm. where you find that two, two, two different entities are granted rights over the same areas. So, um, and 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 those are the, the some of the inefficiencies that we see within the Samrat online system. That the DMI uses to to process um, prospecting and mining right applications.
0: Okay, that article that that I'm quoting from it also challenged government to to bring the Minerals Act and mining charter in line with international best practice, and and more specifically uh, for the mining charter to bring about broad-based ownership and not delivering benefits to just a few. Is that in any way on the cards? as as somebody involved in the industry? I
1: I don't see that to be on the cards. I mean, if we look at the judgment of uh, Minerals Council versus the Minister of Mineral Resources that was passed last year, um, the ownership element uh, where, where mining companies are required to have 26%, of HGSAs have been has has been invalidated. Um, the benefit, the ownership benefit to communities, has also been uh, declared invalidated. And um, I think communities are most affected by by um, mining activities. And therefore, uh, we, we would, from an from an international perspective, I think we would would have liked to see um, communities. Uh, being ben- benefiting and being compensated, but with that being said, Kudo, I think South Africa is distinct. So to want to apply international best practices mm. to um, a-, a-, a country that has historic historical imbalances and wanting to apply that to companies that don't have a historical imbalances like mm-hmm. we do, is is, is, not, uh, is not, is not I, 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 I'd like to use the word, it's a bit unfair. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah.
1: It's a bit unfair specifically for communities, specifically for historically disadvantaged individuals, because the MPRDA speaks to distributing mineral wealth across um, uh, 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 all people of South Africa. So you can't really apply international best practices when international best practices retain mineral wealth to certain
0: classes. All right, just right. Let's wrap it up in a very practical way because you would obviously go there, or you're in Cape Town, you will be attending for the next couple of days, and uh, you, as as uh, an active participant in the mining industry, Dineo Peta, will now have specific agenda to being there. How does a thing like the mining in Dava give you the platform to, to raise and forward that agenda? A
1: platform like the mining in Dava allows us to network with key r- role players within industry across the globe um, and with key role players within government as well, and to advance, have a platform wherein which we can advance these concerns. And within, at the mining endeavor, you will get um, uh, work streams and sub and, uh, working groups mm. that um, engage with each other to see what are the issues facing industry and how within this work stream, what contribution can we make that we advance further as part of the processes in the Mining Indaba.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy uh, the Indaba. That was Dineo Peta, founder of PETA, Attorney Specialists in Mining, Environmental, Maritime and Energy Law.